Some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Now, nonstop sports talk continues with news and analysis from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. Not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. This is the Big Six. It's going to be you. With your host, Jason Martin. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Six o'clock on my clock. Means it's time for the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Glad to have you with us. Thank you for allowing me into your eardrums for the next hour. My name is Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. You can follow me there. You can hash it out with me, positive or negative. Talk to me about pop culture. Talk to me about sports. Talk to me about pretty much anything but politics where I'm going to steer clear. Our telephone number is 615-737-1045 if you want to join the program. This week, and this is something that's going to happen a lot on this show, I end up talking about one large theme and then finding different examples that have kind of gotten me to that theme. When I wake up in the morning, there are people that will think, hey, you know, the big six is put together the night before. And sometimes that might be true. But I think that that's usually a mistake because when I wake up fresh in the morning, in that first couple of hours, whether or not I'm on the treadmill or I'm eating my breakfast or I'm just in the midst of my thoughts, something usually comes to me just if I'm looking at a few headlines. I could get on here and I could recite a bunch of headlines to you and I could talk about a lot of the stories that are happening in sports, but you can get that virtually anywhere. What I hope separates this show and what we're trying to cultivate here is a way in which you can start to think of things differently. You can see things as stories in life. And so we talked about on Monday decisions and how decisions can take a split second to make and a lifetime to overcome, if you can overcome them at all. We have talked about being authentic. We have talked about a lot of different things that all can sort of relate to each other. And interestingly enough, the stories that I woke up to today all centered on something that is very close to some of the stuff that we've already been talking about this week, which brings us to tonight's list of six. I've told you I'm not going to waste your time. This is episode number 14 of the Big Six. Glad to have you as a part of our movement. Sometimes we build up to the Big Six. That's the final entry, the number one entry on the list. Sometimes that works better than others. Tonight I'm going to start with the big ones, and we're just going to move through this list. So... As usual, we're going to talk about trust tonight. We're going to talk about a theme tonight. Tonight it is trust. It won't be trust tomorrow. But I hope that you can start to look at varying things that you see in terms of some of these larger concepts that I want to bring out 
through what I am seeing, what I am visualizing in sports and pop culture and elsewhere. So let us begin the list of six. One, number one, number one, number one. Jameis Winston. Guess what he's being asked about as Bucks camp opens? Because I'm going to go ahead and spoil this for you. The vast majority of this is not football. It's an Uber driver. It's the grope herd around the state of Florida. It's decision-making, taking us back to our topic on Monday. And yes, it's our word tonight, trust. What he told reporters was, it's going to take some time. The money quote that he said, and this was not actually recorded, but I am going to play some audio for you here in just a second from Jameis today at Bucks Camp, is that it's going to take, quote, hard work to regain the fans' trust, unquote. That is an understatement. But here is a little bit of how Jameis Winston handled part of today's reporter gang up at Bucks practice. So I talked to my teammates first, and uh, I acknowledged them yesterday, and I apologized to them. Yeah, because I, I don't want to be a distraction. Uh, I just want to be able to focus on the season and moving forward. We saw you not taking your usual first-team reps today in practice. Were you informed of that before practice and everything? And, and what was the discussion? If so, what was the discussion like with your coaches? Yeah, well, I, I got mixed in there. You know, and again, uh, it's not about me. It's about us. You know, so uh, I just want to focus on being the best teammate that I can be and uh, and ball out on the football field. Given the, uh, given the issues you had at Florida State, uh, can you explain how you put yourself in this position? Yeah, uh, again, you know, I, I'm just focused on moving forward. You know, that's that's all I can do. I've grown and learned from this situation, and it's a, it's a learning experience. You know, I've worked hard uh, in this community since I've gotten here, uh, and I'm going to continue to work hard on and off the field. What's funny is he used the learning experience. We're going to use that phrase again here in just a minute, but the money quote again that wasn't part of that audio said that it's going to take a lot of hard work to regain the fans' trust. It's an understatement because what Jameis did, especially because it's not the first questionable incident in the last handful of Jameis's years here on this planet, has taken a lot of the public's trust away from him. And I'd imagine it's done the same for many of his teammates privately. And it's definitely done the same for the Bucks front office. Now, there's really nothing Jameis can say to fix anything. He just has to acknowledge the mistake, which I think he did there. Apologize, said he apologized to his teammates, and then say, look, I'm going to try to move forward and do better. He doesn't gain much of anything by saying too much because he did say something. It wasn't total coach speak. There was not just a bunch of cliches. He was about as honest as he needed to be without saying too much. But the lesson here, and as we go through all of this, you can pay attention to each example. You can't just talk trust back into your life. It's something that comes through action and experience. Now, people forgive mistakes, but this is going to be part of his story forever. It's interesting. I I heard somebody say this in a larger analogy about life recently, that if we would stop and slow down our impulses just a little bit and ask ourselves a few questions, one in particular, it might really help us. Here's the question. If you think of moments in your life in this way, it could save you a lot of heartache. What do you want your story to sound like when the moment in front of you is nothing but a story someone else will be telling. Long after that moment's gone, 
Think about it that way. Think of every decision that you make and everything that you do in the context of something that eventually somebody else is going to know about you. Either a story you're going to tell about yourself or a story someone else is going to write about you. What do you want that story to say? What do you want it to say about you long after the moment the initial high is gone? I said on Monday a decision can take a split second to make and a lifetime to overcome. Along with the worst of decisions comes another gift. And I use gift very ironically here because that gift is a loss of trust. And once it's gone, it can be incredibly difficult to win it back. And Jameis Winston is finding that out right now. We continue with the list. Number two. Jimmy Garoppolo. Guess what he's being asked about as Niners camp opens? Football, yes. Now, he's not suspended. He hasn't committed a crime. But being a franchise quarterback and being paid what San Francisco is going to pay him brings responsibility. That's an intriguing word because what is responsibility when someone grants it to you other than that person placing trust in you to handle yourself properly? Is there anything technically wrong with going on a date with a 41-year-old porn star? I mean, there's not. But in the business Jimmy G works in, he has now opened himself up to a line of questions from opportunists that will only get far worse if he comes out of the gates a little slow this season. Trust usually comes, in my experience, when someone thinks you have value and intelligence. Think about it. You can trust idiots, but are you going to trust an idiot with your money? Are you going to trust a fool with your most prized possession? NFL quarterback is the single most prized possession in sports. And the Niners have handed Jimmy Garoppolo that gift. Ultimately, he's going to decide things on the field. And if he's who he looks like he's probably going to be, this is going to be a blip on the radar in a few weeks. But if I'm the Niners, it's impossible for me not to at least question someplace in my mind if I've placed trust in a guy that maybe I shouldn't have placed trust in. If he's capable of thinking that because he lives a private life, it's going to stay private when he's an NFL star, that concerns me a little bit. Here's some audio of Jimmy, as well as his coach, with John Lynch sitting right next to Kyle Shanahan, commenting on this situation today. Yeah, just, uh, you know, life is different now. Um, my life uh, off the field, I've never really been big on, you know, uh, being very public with things, you know, even social media. I'm not out there a ton, but, uh, you know, my life's looked at differently. I'm under a microscope, and it's like Kyle said, it is a good learning experience. Uh, just have to take it in stride. I mean, it is what it is. Do you have to talk to him about making those adjustments in terms of how he's viewed away from the field um, as a franchise quarterback, or is that something that you have a trust in him that you can handle it on the game? Um, I never heard any of those articles. What are you talking no, I think that goes. I mean, yeah, you talk to people, and you know, Jimmy's came from a place where he saw a lot of people handle um, that spotlight and everything. So I think Jimmy does have an idea. Um, I think everybody has an idea of how you should handle that spotlight, but um, not everyone's in that spotlight. And you know, I don't never in my life commented commented on a player's date in July, so I'm not going to start today. Um, but 
because I don't think it really pertains or matters to us. But I do think that is a very good example. And even though you know sometimes you got to learn um, how under the microscope we all are, and um, it's not just the quarterback; it's 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 all players. And the quarterback definitely gets more than anyone else. Um, but I think that's a good learning experience for him, and um, he's got to know what comes with that stuff. When you make bad decisions. When you think maybe you've lost a little bit of trust, a little bit of respect, that's now three times in the first 10 minutes of this show that you have heard someone on a piece of audio say that phrase. It's a learning experience. Jameis said it. You heard it in that first cut. Jimmy G said it in his comments. And then Kyle Shanahan, his head coach in San Francisco, reiterated the exact same point. Again, Jimmy Garoppolo has been handed a lot of responsibility. We know Spider-Man's old quote. But when someone grants responsibility to you, they are in effect placing their trust in you to handle yourself like a professional, to handle yourself properly, and to understand the pitfalls that could stand in front of you as the spotlight grows. And Jimmy G says this is a learning experience. Did he have to learn that as a franchise quarterback in San Francisco that everyone's paying attention to in his first beginning to start his first full season at that position that dating a 41-year-old porn star was probably going to make the news? Again, if he's who he's supposed to be on the field, this is not going to matter but for a few weeks. But it's at least questionable that he didn't realize that ahead of time. Let's do one more before we go to break. Number three. What needs to be said about Kevin Dodd? Had trust placed in him when the Titans took him at 33. You don't draft guys you don't believe in, even if there are certainly different layers to the belief. Kevin Dodd lost the trust and the professional respect of the organization due to his act this offseason, and now he's not a Titan anymore. Not going to harm the team, doesn't really matter long-term, probably wasn't going to make the roster based on his interest level. But I think it's instructive in this discussion because that lack of trust can carry over elsewhere. Why else would guys perform the way they do in contract years or right before they're set to be free agents if they weren't trying to convince other teams they can be trusted? To perform. And on the flip side of Kevin Dodd is maybe the Titans' most talented player in Taylor Lewan. Contract negotiations can be really tricky business. They can lead to fan anger and start talking about the bloated millionaire salaries and boohooing athletes. But as camp opened, Taylor Lewan was there on time. You can trust him on the field based on his track record. Sometimes his emotions do get the better of him. He gets a few penalties that you don't like. But he plays through the whistle. And today he shows up on time, even though he's still working through all these cash issues. Here is what he had to say earlier today. Leaving was during veteran minicamp, but it was hard to do. But, you know, there's a time and a place for everything, and I felt that was the best time to kind of do that. Um, but this being camp, like, you know, there will be a time where I have to go play a game or there will be a time where I have to go do that. And I, uh, I can't be unprepared. So it was, it's my obligation to be out here and, you know, whatever happens, happens. But for right now, it's uh, it's my obligation to sharpen my tools and uh, get ready for a really strong season. 
Are you more confident now than sharpen my tools? My obligation. He also said a few other things. He talked about the franchise being good to him. But he said, look, my best interest to come out here, sharpen those skills. This is the first year of the offense. You sharpen your skills no a number of times. And he used the word obligation multiple times. That's a guy who also spoke pretty candidly right there about the situation that is leading to some of his issues in terms of the money that he wants and restructuring his contract and all of those things and getting the money that he feels like he deserves, whether or not he's going to pass Nate Solder or not. But he was there. That's a guy that if I'm looking at him inside the organization or out, he's a guy that knows he needs to be there so that he understands his job once the season starts. He knows he's going to have to play a football game. He doesn't want to be unprepared. When I look at somebody who says, I don't want to be unprepared, this is my obligation, and is still candid at the same time, that is a guy I can trust. Hopefully you can trust us. We'll be right back with four, five, and six on the list of six tonight. Trust is what we're talking about. This is the Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. So... It's the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone. Ryan Albanese behind the glass. Spinning the Dolls radio style for me today. Our telephone number is 615-737-1045. Tears for Fears, Pale Shelter. Love this song. Reminds me of uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City as well. A fond video game memory from my past. I threw the telephone number out there. We're talking about trust tonight. I've laid out three of the list of six tonight. Jameis Winston and the trust that he says is going to take some time and hard work to regain in terms of the fans for the mistakes that he's made. Jimmy Garoppolo having trust placed in him by the San Francisco 49ers to hold the keys to the Cadillac as a franchise quarterback of that organization and saying this was a learning experience. Jameis also used that quote. Kyle Shanahan used that quote. Kevin Dodd, losing the trust of the Titans and losing his job. Taylor Lewan to me, showing that he can be trusted because he cares enough to show up and be prepared even with what's going on surrounding his contract. So that's three examples of six. I used the phraseology of responsibility and saying that if somebody grants you responsibility, they are, in effect, placing trust in you, belief in you, that you know how to handle yourself. Jameis has shown trusting him is going to take some effort. He realizes it now. And I said that the way that I heard it said a few months ago, or recently, was that if we started to see every moment in our lives in terms of a story, and we say to ourselves and ask questions before we do certain things. What do we want our story to sound like in terms of this moment when this moment that's in front of me today is nothing but a story someone or us are going to be telling down the road? Jameis wouldn't have wanted the things that are always going to be a part of his biography to be there. Jimmy Garoppolo 
I don't know that he's going to care, but I don't know that he's going to want this story to follow him around at all. Kevin Dodd may not care enough about football, but this is not a good look for Kevin Dodd, and it's going to be part of the narrative of Kevin Dodd. And then in the reverse, some places where you do place trust and they live up to it, that is something that can be in the first paragraph of your obituary. There's nothing that I think that I would want someone to say about me when I'm gone, if it's someone particularly that I respect, you know, one of my great friends or someone in my family or someone that I've had a lot of interaction with throughout my life, then for that person to say of me, I could trust him with anything, not just being a franchise quarterback. I could trust him with my life. I could trust him with my children. I could trust him to watch my house. I could trust him with my secrets or my pains or any of the things that I was going through because I know what type of man he is. I'm saying that I hope people will be able to say that about me. Not that they can, but that that's kind of, that's how I want my story to be told. That guy's trustworthy and that guy is authentic and real and he's willing to actually talk. So the first three on the list of six tonight, Jameis Winston, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the juxtaposition between Kevin Dodd and Taylor Lewan. We continue with the list. I'm number four. Baker Mayfield was picked number one in the draft by the Cleveland Browns. That is a lot of trust. More than maybe any of us have ever received except from our significant other in our entire lives. Baker Mayfield had the incident in Arkansas where he was tackled drunk by the police officer. He planted that flag at Ohio State. He made that gesture against Kansas. He's had a bit of a reckless and arrogant reputation attached to him. But they trusted him. They believe he can be the guy for them. They took him over options that I think would have been less risky in Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold. Now, Baker Mayfield, if you're listening to some of the things he's saying, he's starting to sound like a pro, even though he's doing a reality show. He's made some changes in his life, it seems like. He has not really explained away or tried to excuse his past. He acknowledges it. And guess what? I've heard him say, it's been a learning experience. There's that phrase again. He's trying to live today better than yesterday. So am I. But he's got blemishes on that record which means he might have a shorter leash if he were to go past the line again unless he is the second coming at the quarterback spot, not just for the Browns, but in the NFL. Cleveland fans have already seen a guy that he's been compared to many times that failed in recent years, largely because he couldn't keep his emotions in check and couldn't handle himself like a pro off the field, and you just can't trust that guy with the keys to the Bentley. Baker Mayfield has all the trust in the world placed in him. Now he's got to treat it as such. And I think he realizes that. But if you were to ask Baker Mayfield about the story people are going to tell about the moments in his past, if he had thought about it ahead of time, maybe he wouldn't have made some of those mistakes. Number five. Urban Meyer. And Zach Smith. He fired Zach Smith former wide receivers coach at Ohio State. And he said it was, quote, a hard thing to do. And he explained away the fact 
that he did know about some of the domestic violence issues in this man's past and kept him on board with some very shaky logic. In 2009, he said, quote, what was reported wasn't actually what happened. And then his explanation for this, he said that he and his wife got involved and told the Smiths to go to counseling. But his explanation was Smith and his wife were a very young couple. I have no idea how that is important at all to a discussion over domestic violence. Then he was asked about the 2015 incident. Originally, he said there was nothing there. Said he doesn't know who creates a story like that. And then not days and weeks later, but hours later, he said that he didn't know about it when he was asked. He had his staff call the PD in Ohio. They turned up nothing at the time. But after reporting came out about it, then they did turn up, did the police department, two records of domestic complaints against Smith in 2015. I, this all sounds ridiculous, and it might be hard to follow, and that's the whole point. I don't trust Urban Meyer, and it dates back to me in the way that he left Florida and how quickly he ended up back at Ohio State and also how much trouble his players had when he was at Florida. This is a guy that I've lost trust in. He doesn't care whether or not I trust him or not, but I don't feel like I'm alone. Urban Meyer strikes me as someone who's going to say whatever needs to be said and do whatever needs to be done to win football games. I was going to play some audio of him. I'm not actually going to do it, but when he was asked at Big Ten Media Days about this, at first he tried to say, that's it, we're done here. Doesn't realize that's not how it works. And the questions continued to come. And he said, look, I have to focus on the most important thing here, and really it's my players. And then he backtracked and said, now I know this is a big deal. Again, his priorities seem to be completely out of whack, but the fact that he didn't know about an incident and then hours later said, actually I didn't at first, but then I did after reporting came out that backed this up. And yeah, the 2009 was one thing, but they were a very young couple. That, to me, destroys all the trust I didn't have trust in him to begin with because of the Florida situation. But that was pretty much the end of that argument. And there's one more, and we'll get to that one real quickly here before we go to break, and that's Belichick and Tom Brady. And this is more of a larger deal. It's trust, and it's not just because New England wins a lot. But that does make people want to believe it's not legit if they're not Pats fans. And these guys are easy to hate. But when you look to Spygate and when you look to Deflategate, anytime you ever bring up those two guys especially on sports radio. And you can ask anybody that works on this radio station or any radio station about this. If you start trying to say really nice things about Tom Brady, calling him the goat, talking about how great Bill Belichick is as a coach, what you're always going to get is a caller or two that usually don't make air because they get screened out. That just want to say they're not hall of famers. They're cheaters. They're liars. They should be kicked out of the NFL. That it's a disgrace that they're even allowed to be in the league. Here, people actually abuse the fact that they don't trust Bill Belichick and Tom Brady to try and negate the entire Pats dynasty. Now, I think they're using that as opportunists, but it does go to a trust issue. There are trust concerns around the New England Patriots, and there have been for a long, long time. There are many other examples of trust in sports. 
And if there's a question I will throw out there for you, and I see we've got one caller on the line. If somebody, if you want to call and talk about this, who do you trust in sports now or in the past? Is there somebody you say incontrovertibly, that guy I believe in, that guy I trust? Whether it's sports or maybe even in entertainment. Not somebody in your own family or your personal life, because we all hopefully are lucky enough to have people in our lives that we trust. They're very, very important. But who do you trust? In sports, another guy I've lost a little bit of trust in. We're going to play some audio for and from on the other side. But I would be curious, and you can t- uh, tweet me as well at jmartzone. Who it is that you trust in sports? Who has proven to you that they are worthy of your keys to your Cadillac when it comes to that? Who do you think is authentic? My answer next, as well as an incredible piece of audio from a podcast. You do not want to miss this. Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. Hope your Thursday is going fantastically. I'm Jason Martin at Zone on Twitter. This is The Big Six. Edition number 14, a little war on drugs for you coming back from the break. We've been talking about trust tonight, and I gave you the list of six. Jameis Winston trying to earn back the trust of the fans. Jimmy Garoppolo and the trust placed in him to be the quarterback and making good decisions, which you may argue he didn't make a great one this week. Kevin Dodd losing the trust and losing his job here in Tennessee. Taylor Lewan to me, earning some trust by showing up despite all the things going on surrounding his bank account. Baker Mayfield's past, but being drafted number one, trust placed in him by the Browns. Urban Meyer, to me, having no trust, dating back to Florida, but the Zach Smith thing, not having, to me, any equity with which to stand on when it's gone wrong. And just a past example, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and the fact that some people are never going to allow them to move on from Spygate or Deflategate, whether or not you... Even those that don't even buy into it still try to use it as an excuse. I mean, you can go with plenty of examples. Lance Armstrong might be an ultimate example. That guy lied to the media. He lied on camera. He lied to his sport. He tried to get everybody who had evidence against him discredited while he was there. That's a guy who I don't think there is a way for him to gain trust back. And I asked for... Anybody that had thoughts on who maybe they trusted to either tweet me at jmartzone or give us a call. We've got three lines, so I will take those here in a second. Michael tweets me, someone I trust in sports is Tony Dungy. Jacob says, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Jason Witten are just a few. I don't know them personally, but they seem like trustworthy, down-to-earth men. And Jacob makes makes a good point here, maybe without even meaning to, which is we don't know these guys. We know... Their public personas are what they've allowed us to see. I think you can see who you can't trust, but sometimes we can be snowed into trusting people we shouldn't. Henry tweets, John Ward, the late John Ward, would have been a guy I'd trust with my life. So everybody's got a name. If there was one guy in sports right now that I would say that I truly trust It's also somebody I have a tremendous amount of respect for. It's Dabo Swinney. 
the Clemson head football coach. I gave the stat in the final segment last week that he's coached 196 seniors in his time at Clemson, and 192 of them have graduated with their degree from Clemson University. Only four did not get their degree that were seniors underneath Dabo Swinney. I respect Dabo Swinney in his personal life. I respect his honesty. I find him to be someone that I would want my son to play for. Somebody I wish if I had played football, I would have played for. Somebody that I root for, even though I don't root for Clemson, if it's a situation where it's not going to be my team, I don't mind it being Clemson. There are a whole lot of college football coaches that I think are true snakes. And I think we know who those guys are. A few of them have come through this state. But Dabo Swinney, to me, has about as much integrity as I've seen on that level. A few others that are coming in. A joke about Lance Armstrong. Rafael Nadal and Frank Beamer coming in from uh, Ryan Albany's, actually, right behind uh, the glass, working as my producer tonight, doing a great job. There is an anti-Pete Rose deal. You can lose trust a lot easier than you can gain it, I think. Let's take a few of the phone calls here. Malika in Nashville leading us off on this Thursday. Malika, how are you? How are you, Mr. Martin? I'm doing well. Yes, um, I have trust in all the Tennessee Titan players, especially Delaney Walker. I'm even starting to have a little faith in Taylor Lewan because he decided to come to camp and not complain about it. And maybe Taylor Lewan should not get... You know, just just need to stop complaining and just do his job. And maybe this year he'll actually uh, use his brain and, you know, do his job and stop making penalties. And Delaney Walker just does his job and is nice to everybody and um, doesn't doesn't do jump off the field. He just does what he needs to do, and he's awesome. Tighten up. Go Titans. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Malika fired up. Probably going to be at camp, I would imagine. I will say this about Taylor Lewan. When I was tasked as part of this radio station long before the Big Six was even a glimmer in the eye of anybody, when I went to Titans camp with a microphone and tried to help out Titans radio a little bit on the side, just you know something else for me to learn, something else for me to do early when I was here, some of the first guys that I remember talking to, Delaney Walker, who she just mentioned, who I love to death in terms of just how open he was and how willing he was to talk to me when I was too timid to go up to him with the confidence, which was a topic that we talked about earlier this week, and Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan, as a rookie, was very affable and was very willing to talk and was candid and seemed like he just loved the sport of football. So I just wanted to throw that out there just as a couple of asides. Doug in Nashville next. Doug, what's up? Hey, good show. I enjoy Thanks. it very Appreciate much. It. Hey, I would say, well, I got two here. I only gave you screener one, but one came to mind when you mentioned Dabo Sweeney. First one, it's another Titan, but I truly think it's Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. The gentleman, he presents himself the right way. Everything we've seen, like you said, you know, you don't always know, but everything he's done since he's been here has been doing things the right way. I don't see where he takes too much credit. I, don't, I do see where he takes responsibility. And we all know receivers are not where they're supposed to be over the last couple of years, two or three, well, it's four years. I guess he's been here four years now, three, four, I can't even remember. But he takes he takes responsibility. When he's had a bad game, he doesn't back away. He lets you know he's had a bad game. He doesn't say a lot, and um, I know there's a lot of people that would really like for him to step up and say more, but I think we feel that 
I think it, it comes across that we can trust him. Now, the biggest one, and this is, I think, in sports, it would be Pat Summit, the late, great Pat mm. Summit. There was no one I can think of in sports that really in life, from what I see, that you could trust more than her. And, I mean, I don't have daughters. I got sons. But if I'd had a daughter and she was blessed with the ability to play ball, I would not have batted an eye, and I would have been praying to the Lord and thanking the Lord just so she could play under Pat Summit and learn from Pat about life, not just basketball. Even if she never saw the floor, just being around that person. And I think you could look at any number of players and other coaches. And we all saw when she passed away, you know, the respect that there was throughout throughout the, the sports world and throughout the world in general. Thank you, Doug. And that's a great example. And I'm uh, glad you shared it with us. Uh, we need to get to a break. Adam in Clarksville, hang on. We'll take your call on the other side. 615-737-1045. Who do you trust in sports? If you have thoughts, I will derail what I've got planned. But if not, you're going to hear an awesome piece of audio from Kevin Durant coming up in the final segment. Also, I'm going to tell you why you should go see Mission Impossible as soon as possible. And if you haven't, you need to watch those earlier films. I didn't mean to say possible and impossible in the same sentence. I'm not infallible, folks. It's a big six, 104.5 The Zone. Final segment of the show. Good Thursday to you. Silver Chair bringing us back. Anthem for the year 2000. We're talking about trust tonight. I'm Jason Martin. It's the Big Six. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. We're at 615-737-1045. I laid out a list of six examples, most of them very recent, that definitely do involve trust. We got a tweet during the break from James. Tim Corbin is a great one. That's a guy I trust. David Price all but pretty much quit baseball. He doesn't just coach baseball. He coaches life's hard lessons. And we're getting some other tweets as well. Again, you can always find me about anything at Jmart Zone. And Adam in Clarksville, I'm going to take his call here in just a second. He tweeted me during the break, shamed me, said, you skipped me, dude. I've been sitting in the driveway for 20 minutes. I hope he has that this is worth it. I hope that he sat in the driveway for 20 minutes and that this take is worth that. Adam, take it away. Hey, man. Um so I named my third child, uh, well, the first two were named after families. The third one was named after Peyton Manning. I named him Peyton. And that's because you can look at that guy and, like, if you ever saw a breaking news story about him cockfighting or smacking his woman or doing something, you know, it would just floor everybody in the state because nobody would even, not in a million years would you expect Peyton Manning to fly off a rail like that. So he's the one I trust. As far as Kevin Dodd, I heard you talking about him. And the Titans, they kind of have a history. I call that just a terrible draft pick. I think if you would have dug on that guy a little bit, you might could have found out that he had some character issues. But he has a pedigree. He's built right. Yeah, the Clemson name makes you draft him high. But there's no way you should have spent that pick on him when he was the second guy on that line. I just I couldn't see that. But, but yeah, uh, Peyton Manning, he's the way to go. man. I think he should be considered top. All right, Adam, that's a good story that you named your kid after Peyton Manning and you trust him that much. Trust is something that you can't buy. It's something that you have to earn. All right, I, I, I want to play this audio for you. Mission Impossible, by the way. I'm going to go see Fallout right after the show. For some reason, they didn't screen it for critics in Nashville. 
So I'm going to go see it tonight and write on it tomorrow. The last two films, Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation, to me are two of the best action films of the decade. If you haven't seen them, you've missed out. You need to fix that. I don't care whether or not, whatever your reasoning is behind it. If you like good, entertaining, just fun movies, those last two Mission Impossible films in particular are beyond worth your time. And I am geeked to go see this one tonight. All right. Let's play this audio. This is Kevin Durant. He was on CJ McCollum's podcast, and this isn't all of it. It got even more out of control from this, but I got to call KD out for this, but this is kind of amazing audio. Here we go. Nah, you know how I felt, bro. I was hot. <laughs> I don't know if I was more mad than when you like, went to go. I think I was more mad. Why are you mad did. about this stuff? Bro, I'm in the league. What do you mean? Why am I mad about this I mean, stuff? Like, I'm in the Western Conference. I got to play you. All the time, anyway, as it is, over and over again, we got eliminated by y'all a few times in the first round. So I'm I mean, looking so at cuz. I mean, you know, you're, you you know, you guys aren't going to win a championship, bro. We have the the team. <laughs> we have the capabilities. Anything is possible. We can win a championship, bro. I mean, let's be honest, bro. We can win a championship. Anything is possible. I just need. To, I need more. I mean, I like y'all. I like the two. I like y'all two. You're hard to stop. But I mean, come on. Get you my, can't be upset about this. Uh, I can't be upset because Cuz was a free agent, which means he could have. This is the, this is why I was also why I was upset. He could have came to Portland. His agent and Nurk have the same agents, so I'm thinking, okay, you ain't gonna come to us, whatever. Why you gotta go there, Cuz? And I text him. <laughs> I was mad. I got on Twitter. Yo, get out your face. And I literally text Cuz. I'm like, Cuz, what's up, bro? <laughs> like why? Like what? what, what Yo, you're what, the first person what, I see. Why did this happen? Who says, um, I was crying on Twitter. When you seen that? All people thought I was playing. I was real text cuz. No, talked. that was funny. We hashed it out. I needed to know what was going on. I wanted to know why. You want him to come to Portland? Get out your feelings, cuz was the quote from Kevin Durant right there. Now, CJ McCollum. This was all about Boogie Cousins signing in Golden State. That's what he was upset about. That's what this whole deal was about. And Kevin Durant accurately said, look, you guys weren't going to win a championship anyway. And it goes, it gets a lot deeper and it actually becomes a little bit more contentious and they've gone on Twitter and it's gotten more out of control over the last day. These NBA feuds are much more fun than the NBA games a lot of times. But get out your feelings, cuz. You've got to be kidding me, right? If you're Kevin Durant. You can't say that, KD. When you actually had a burner Twitter account because you couldn't handle the criticism that was being lodged your way. I don't even think I need to say anything past that. That is pot kettle ultimate situation. All right, let's make you smarter on the way out the door. We like to call it. From Scott Kazmar, who I use a lot, by the way. Between 1998 and 2006, running backs with 400-plus touches in an NFL season, it happened 21 times over that eight-year span. From 2007 through last season, you want to know how many times it's happened? Creating drama. Three. Wow. What a change. In the league. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. God bless and good night. Fox Sports Radio next.